This is Morgan Hazelwood, back again with more writing tips and writerly musings. Welcome back for the Starter's Guide for Fiction Writers Trying to Establish a Social Media Presence, Part 3. Today we're getting into short-form social media and hashtags. Two weeks ago, I shared my descent into social media. Last week, I discussed the generals of creating your own website and how to develop a blog. Now, let's talk about the rest of the social medias, all of them. Or maybe I'll hit 2,000 words before I finish with Facebook and Twitter. Looks like there's going to be a part four. First up, Facebook, the granddaddy of all social medias these days, with, I guess, MySpace being its father with friends and followers and everything in between. First up, what is Facebook? For those of you who've been living under a rock, Facebook is a website where you interact socially with people. You sign up, your profile page shows all your posts, anything you wanna share from one-liners to links to long-form notes, and you friend people and they friend you back. Your feed, so many quote marks, consists of what you and your friends post. It's often sorted by top stories, i.e. things that your friends have been commenting on or reacting to, like hitting the thumbs up on a lot. But you can switch your feed to show most recent and get chronological order. Groups and privacy. There are privacy settings of public, friends only, and you can create your own custom lists or share in groups. Groups are Facebook pages with members and they have their own privacy settings. You can search for groups based on interest or just wait for people to invite you. You, you probably will get invited to some group, even if it's just people trying to sell you fingernails. Um, if the group is private, the posts cannot be shared externally and they can't be seen by other people. This doesn't mean people can't screenshot and share that though. So do be considerate of what you're sharing. Your Facebook page is where you can announce things to everyone you've ever known and their second cousins, unless they're under 13. One thing, teens are catching on about that whole object permanence thing and they're moving off of Facebook or never getting on to places their parents don't supervise, to places where messages are erased right after they send them. Um, so how do you use Facebook and improve your visibility so people see you and find you? Personally, most of my followers, my writing groups, and my blog share hits come from Facebook. Despite the teen flea, it's still super useful and a great way to connect. However, if people don't interact with you, Facebook will stop showing them your posts, especially blog links and Patreons, assuming they're all spam. So how do you make Facebook show your friends and followers your posts? Get them to interact with you. Don't just talk about your writing. Post things from your life. Upload photos. Share memes, which are stock images with quippy text. If you have pets, 
The internet is 50% cat photos and videos and people still love them. You can also share personal information without sharing private information. You'll see me talk a lot about my life and interactions, but only rarely do I discuss details or name names. So, Facebook pages. Facebook pages are sort of like a group, but they're typically owned by one person or a business, and they're for professional use only. So if you're an author, it's reasonable to establish one, but don't count on anything being seen unless you have a large group of active followers or you pony up some cash. They seem to have the lowest priority on Facebook feed because Facebook wants to earn money off you and they think you're a business if you have a page. Another way to get your page or your own profile seen more is to post videos or pictures. Facebook does prioritize these, especially Facebook videos. Um, but I'm not quite ready for live streaming, so good luck with that. So that's Facebook. Next up, Twitter. This one can be very polarizing. Some people love it, some people hate it. A lot of that has to deal with what part of the Twitter web you hang out in. So this is one I'd really advise caution when wading into socio-political issues. So what is Twitter? Well, you choose a username, you give a brief description of yourself, and then you share text and images up to 280 characters long. It used to be 140 until like last year. Remember to think about brand consistency. You can change your profile name, but the username, the at whatever part, will stay the same forever. So now that you have a Twitter account, how do you use it? Well, there are no groups per se, and everything is shown on your feed chronologically, unlike Facebook. Yay! Um, which means after you've followed a couple handfuls of people, it can be really hard to keep up. Personally, I like to create lists of people, mostly based on why I follow them, agents or publishers or where I know them from, writing support group A, support group B, or real life people. That way, when I see a comment in my feed, I can associate it with the right subject. I have to admit, unless your profile picture is of you or your name is your Twitter username, I have a hard time keeping track of who's who on Twitter and I kind of don't even try. So when you see a tweet, if you like it, you can heart it, which takes an empty heart and fills it in with red. Um, and it's perfectly reasonable to respond to a tweet to you with a GIF. Um, if you want to boost a post so that your followers and their followers see it again, so they might actually see it in their feed, you can either retweet or quote retweet. When you quote retweet, um, it lets you add your own comments and it doesn't add it to the response thread because those can get a little long. Um, if you at mention someone in your tweet, it shows up in their notifications. You just type at and then their username and they'll be notified. So that's what I meant by 
um, retweeting responses can get a little long is because every response goes back to everyone who's been added in that entire thread. So quote retweets can be helpful for getting off that chain of responses and filling up your notification page. So confession, I spend a lot more time tweeting and looking at my notifications than I do looking at my Twitter feed. When I do want to see what my friends are saying, I'll go to specific lists and look. And the rest of the tweets, I only see what Facebook suggests. Either your friends are liking this post or did you miss this from people I interact with on Twitter. But if you interact with me, I will respond pretty much 100%. So why as a writer should you consider using Twitter? It doesn't seem that awesome. Twitter offers a lot of opportunities. It offers a writing community. I personally like to check out the writer hashtags and after making sure I'm going through latest tweets and not top tweets, um, which are different tabs, um, I'll go cruising through the tweets looking for people to follow. Um, there are Twitter pitch contests. Essentially boil your manuscript down to about 240 characters and then add the relevant hashtags like the pitch whatever contest name and your manuscript genre, hashtag F for fantasy or romance or lit fic, whatever. Um, there are other Twitter contests. Some are for mentors like hashtag AMM, author mentor match or pitch wars. Um, some are for query critiques like sun versus snow. Many agents and editors are active on Twitter. Hashtag manuscript wishlist um, can help you find agents who are looking for your manuscript. Looking at their feed can give you a good feel for their personality if they're a good fit for you. Warning, do not go back five years worth of tweets gleaning every crumb, liking all their posts. They will notice that's creepy just look a couple weeks back or look at a specific hashtag on their feed. You can search by at username, hashtag YA, hashtag fantasy, and see if they're asking for any YA fantasy. Speaking of hashtags, I just referenced a ton of them, but they require their own discussion. Twitter is one of those places where hashtags are important. Hashtags often give context to a post you can make up hashtags just for humor or for context, but they can also be ways of finding related discussions or groups and are useful, as I mentioned above, for searching a person's posts for a specific topic. Just because you're a member of a group doesn't mean that all your tweets are gonna be about that topic. But if you hashtag it with a group's hashtag, everyone can find it, even if they haven't followed you. Note, do not misuse hashtags. You will annoy people or get remembered for the wrong reasons. People use hashtags to find related topics, and if you use them improperly, the search will be cluttered with off-topic posts, and the hashtag will become useless. So what are some hashtag do's? Do participate in Twitter pitch contests like 
Pitch Slam and Page 70 Pit and Pit Mad, Science Fiction Fantasy Pit, um, PB Pitch for Picture Books, Faith Pitch for Faith-Based Novels, IWSG Pit for that is sponsored by the Insecure Writer Support Group. Um, and note about Twitter pitch contests. An agent like on a Twitter pitch during these contests is only a request for a query. Add the contest hashtag to your subject line and just send your normal query unless the agent has posted elsewhere other directions. Do not reply to them on the thread. Do not direct message them. Just follow the directions and query them as normal. Do read the hashtag manuscript wishlist, MSWL. It's for agents and editors to share what they're looking for. So if they're looking for something that's a very close fit, not just maybe, but very close fit, and and you're actively ready to query, not almost, make sure your thing is polished and ready to go, go to their agency website and submit following their criteria using the hashtag MSWL item in your query. Do join in on weekly hashtag events, like there's One Line Wednesday, there's a theme each week, this week it was wind, and you just share a line from your current work in progress that has that word in it. There's whip joy, your work in progress joy. Share a line that you wrote recently that makes you happy. There's FF, follow Fridays, where you tag friends or writers that you'd recommend for others to follow. There's Monday blogs, where you share on Mondays blogs and blog posts that you've put up. Do use hashtags like AskAgent when communicating with agents. Do use hashtags like AmWriting, AmEditing, Writer's Life, Write Tips, like writing, writing tips, 5am Writers Club for you crazy early morning people, 9pm Writers Club for people like me, and NaNoWriMo. Use these tags to connect with other writers. Things to avoid. Do not, do not, do not pitch directly to agents on Twitter. Outside of Twitter pitch contests, Twitter is not for pitching. Sorry, that's not going to be a shortcut. Do not ask an agent if they like the sound of your novel. They will tell you you shouldn't ask. They don't want you to ask. You will annoy them. Do not direct message them. Do not stalk and act like you're suddenly besties. Do not tweet on hashtag 10 queries or manuscript wish list, etc. These are for agents and editors of publishing companies to share with us, not for us to pitch to them. Do not flood weekly hashtags with a stack of tweets, one, maybe two. Do not use Ask Agent for anything Google can tell you in two minutes. Don't ask what genres they represent. Take two minutes to look at their literary agency website. 
They already put that information out there. You will just annoy them if you ask them. I know you're trying for an interpersonal connection, but asking them questions of things they have on their website is not the way to do it. So when you're using hashtags um, on the app, unfortunately not on the computer, it'll show you the hashtag's frequency. It can be 250 posts in the last hour or day or ever. The more popular a hashtag is, the more people who can see your tweet. Or it might get lost in the crowd. If enough people like or retweet your tweet, your visibility will skyrocket. If not, it can sit there in obscurity. The hashtag trending tab on Twitter can show you what a lot of people are actively talking about and you can feel free to join the conversation. Personally, I like to go for regularly used hashtags that aren't currently oversaturated. But do remember the funny thing about social media, you can get Insta famous over something you tweeted three years ago, 10 years ago, whenever. The internet is forever. So now that you're on Twitter and you're tweeting, how do you get followers? Well, check out posters on hashtags you like, see people who quote fun things, and follow them. It's as easy as that. Many people auto-follow back anyone who follows them. Um, but really, on any social media, the best way to get followers is to follow other people. Um, if you get added on someone's public list and you like the company you're in, click on the list, find the View Members tab um, on the menu. If you're on your phone, it'll be the three horizontal lines and you tap that to open up the menu and then you click follow on all of them. Another way to get more followers is to interact with your followers. They have people who follow them. Um, remember that Twitter loves GIFs and has a button and a library to add them to tweets. I like to caption stuff so people who can't see the image know what's going on. Um, and Twitter did the GIF thing long before Facebook did. GIF, for those of you who are by the book people. Do not be the person who direct messages everyone who follows you. Many of us hate that. And a lot of people will unfollow you just for direct messaging them. A thank you for following me. The best way to thank someone for following you is to follow them back. That's, that's it. That's all you have to do. So if they followed you because you followed them, that, that was your thank you and you're welcome. That's it. You don't need to personally thank them. I promise you, they will not think you're rude unless they're like 60. Um, so when people follow me, I like to vet them. I don't like people who are all advertisements or clickbait for like two full screens. I'm picky. If I don't see an original tweet from them for two full screens, or if their profile picture is empty and they seem to only be adding pretty girls, I back away slowly and pretend I was never there. So what if someone does direct message me with their website or whatever after I follow them? Well, I look at the spam, 
copy paste my own blog URL and reply because they basically asked for it. So here's a quick tip. If you're curious about when someone followed you, your followers list is in order from most recently followed down to your first follower. So you can scroll through and at least get a chronological order if you can't get a date. So warning, some people will go around following tons of people and after they follow back, they'll unfriend you because they're jerks. Another warning, you can only follow a certain number of people per day and you can't follow significantly more people than people who follow you. The limit goes up as your follower list goes up, but I think it maxes out at about 250 people in a sitting. All in all, Twitter can be a great place to connect with writers, editors, agents, people involved in all stages of publishing. And it can be a great place for indie authors and small publishing houses. So one last note, make sure to keep your brand consistent from site to site. You don't have to reshare everything from Twitter to Facebook, but you should still feel like the same person. Check back next week when I'll take on Tumblr and Instagram and more. See you then.